Hello, everyone, on this one moment where I come and on on a day that I didn't have planned. And I'm just a few minutes early here, so I'm going to wait a little bit until some people maybe pop on, you know, because this is the conversation I wanted to have. And I know that I wanted to have this conversation yesterday when I was having was on and I know I wasn't my best. So I'm Natasha Venter, a medium intuitive personal awareness coach. And I help people through a lot of many things. And part of this thing that I do with my knowings is helping go through grief, helping go through emotions, helping go through much. And I just thought, you know, when I woke up this morning at one o'clock-ish time, just kind of had that insight that I should have talked about this yesterday instead of what I did because of it being the anniversaries. You know, I have anniversaries at the end of June. I have anniversaries the 1st of July. I have anniversaries at the end of uh, um, September here. Uh, my parents passing and other loved ones. And, you know, Grief while we're going through this. And I noticed that as I was going on yesterday, that my energy slowly waned. It slowly went away. And as it went away, I noticed that I was going through this form of grief that was slowly coming over me. And people don't realize necessarily how grief happens. And, and I know this about myself. Because I analyze myself, I witness myself, and it's not analyzing in a way of, you know, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not one to criticize myself. You know, I know I could do things better. Why should I criticize myself better about doing it better? No, what I do is, is that I witness myself, and that's part of the analyzing, is I witness. I witness myself so that I know how to get a perspective so I can help others. Well, that I was noticing that I was starting to try to yawn. I was starting to have my energy wane. I was starting to just kind of go down a little bit of a slump. Well, and, you know, as we go through those moments where, where we're hitting these slumps, you know, like there's sometimes when I'm in the end of um, going towards the end of June and all of a sudden I'm kind of like got, not getting enthused about things. I'm kind of more flat lined about life or I just am not totally engaged with life or, you know, and, and that's the thing is no matter how intuitive I am or how many of us are intuitive, we still live life. We still navigate through life. And as we go through life, even knowing these things, it's still a human emotion to have grief and sadness and just that melancholiness. Well, that melancholiness is part of the, the neutrality that we kind of get into just kind of going, well, I can either deal with it or I don't have to deal with it. What am I going to do about this? Well, I noticed that yesterday being on that my enthusiasm was pretty low. And, you know, that's the thing is, is I'm not criticizing myself, but in observation, I went, oh, 
I forgot it's the end of September. No wonder I've kind of been in a slumpishness. Now, I'm not going to say I was in a slump. By any means, no. I've been happy, cheerful, actually teasing my husband quite a bit. <laughs> my little fairy has been coming out. And so, um, you know, just being, you know, engaged. And as I've been going through life and things like that, that all of a sudden I just kind of went into, it hit me yesterday. And I realized, oh, oh, it's the anniversary of my mom passing. Now, get it. She passed. Let's see. My kid is 24 year old, 24 years old. She passed 23 years ago. And so, you know, you kind of go through after a couple of years, you know, it becomes a, you know, something that happens. But I'm going to tell you, and this is what I was meant to call talk. And this is what hit me at one o'clock this morning, 1.30 this morning when I woke up and this awareness came to me was is that no matter how many years go by, one, five, 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years, there's these time stamps of life that come around and they tag us at certain times of the year. And if we're observing it, a lot of times they're anniversaries of something. They're anniversaries of something that happened. And we don't always know when that something or sometimes what that is. But yet at the same time, though, there are these times when we circle around and it could be like that what happened to me in the uh, early spring, or I wouldn't say early spring, it was more like early summer, that something happened here on my show. At the same time, it was a kind of a stamp when some grief things happened in my life before that, at the same time of the year. And, and it almost was like a double whammy when something happens because of that niche in the time zone, I'm going to call it. You know, it's like a scratch in the time zone. And then you have something that happens as another scratch in the time zone. And then you have something else that happens at the same time as another scratch in the time zone. And so you kind of go into this during that year. And I want people to know that it's okay that you do that. It doesn't matter years. Somebody tells you, oh, that happened, oh, that many years ago. You know, I don't want to say that it's okay to go into the the deep down story, the deep down into the nitty gritty story of, of what happened. Yet at the same time, the go into the story to say, okay, this is what happened. How did I climb out of it? How am I, how is this trying to teach me at the same time it comes around to navigate through it a little bit differently? Now I'm going to say like last night that when I woke up at 1.30 and I just was talking to my mom saying, I love you and I'm sorry that you had to go. I miss you. All those things that, and I do the same thing at the end of June when I miss my, my dad and, and then my uncle passed away on the 1st of July, actually. Uh, see, dad died in 93. Larry died in 2000. So with that, the, and my mom passed away in 98. Yes, that's the way it went. 
have to think because my kids, my my um, my older son was born uh, the same summer my dad died, and my youngest child, she was born uh, three weeks before I found out my mom had Lou Gehrig's disease. So that last that first year, of my child life and the last year of my mom's death, um, life all kind of coincided together. It was interesting how everything was in synchronicity. As my mom stopped eating, my child started eating. As my mom stopped moving, my child moved more. And it was kind of weird how they kind of exchanged <laughs> synchronous uh, scenarios. So with that, that those but the one thing that, that was interesting that kind of has a different timestamp, well, my dad has a timestamp in in June that, and I'm sorry I'm talking about this personal thing here because I want people to understand that their story can be a little bit like mine. And I want people to know that you're not walking alone. So the timestamp of June, it was pretty, um, with my dad passing, it was very much imp imprinted because of the fact that my dad and I finished each other's sentences. We were we were two peas in a pod type of thing. And so with that, that there was this moment where um where I knew that life was never gonna be the same without him. Now now death is is that part of it. And many people have these relationships where life is not gonna be the same with this person who's passing. And uh, I'm sorry that today the window being behind my head is really bothering me energetically for some reason. And I'm going to shift myself a little bit here. So I apologize for moving here in the middle of a live scenario. There we go. That, um, that as, as we're working through life and going through life, that that those scenarios happen. Well, there's something that happened the last week of my mom living. Now, Lou Gehrig's disease is one thing that is where your muscles and your muscles basically stop working. And what happens is, is that it depends on what muscles stop working, depends on if you stop eating, stop moving, or that kind of thing. So like the heart is a muscle, but it doesn't affect those types of muscles. It affects like the stomach muscles that expand the lungs to take in air. So lungs aren't a muscle, but it takes your stomach muscles and the muscles in your rib cage to make the, the oxygen go in and out of your lungs. Well, those are the muscles that are affected. So the last um, week of my mom's living, if you can call it that, Spirit was pretty strong in my house. Now, I was not as intuitive, as um, outward, outgoing with my intuitive as that I am now. I was very intuitive then, but I was so shy and quiet and so shut down in my own belief system of dyslexic and, and, and shyness that I did not know how to be a voice for the universe like I am now. That was part of my outcoming that grief pushed me out of. Uh, that that spirit was pretty strong in this house. I could feel it. And my mom said, now this is a woman who you couldn't hear listening to her next to her ear because she didn't have the air to push out her vocal cords to say something that she wanted. So you had to listen close. I was in the other room and I heard her say, 
I am not going. You are not taking me. And the hospice nurse was with me. We were having a conversation in the other room and we looked at each other, looked in my mom's room and we both looked at each other again and went, huh. That last week of my mom's, um, my mom's living slash passing was pretty treacherous, didn't sleep much. And so there's kind of an energetic stamp of a big unearthing in myself that came forth during that time. And when we go through those types of traumas or scenarios or dilemmas or whatever it is, it's amazing how those stamps on that years following during that same time, we just kind of go into a fudge, flunkle, flickle, fudge bill. Uh, I'm not too sure of, you know, whatever the word is, because sometimes we can't put words to not to emotions. <laughs> Just like you saw me kind of waning. My energy yesterday on my show was was not up. And, you know, because I was kind of going into my fungal. That's what I call it right now is a fungal. And uh, my husband asked me, are you okay? And I said, yeah, just, you know, anniversary of my mom passing. And he goes, oh, okay. Okay. I get it. You know, he he's lived with me for... 30 years of marriage and, and has walked through those scenarios with me. So he's, he's learning <laughs> that this too shall pass. Just honor it, move with it and go. And luckily he had uh, some friends come over to play pool the other night, last night. And so he was outside and usually I go out and say hi to the guys. And I didn't last night because it was time for me to come inward to come in and and just honor where I was at and sit there and, you know, I watch the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, because sometimes when we're going through things and we're navigating through things and, and being with things, that grief, when we honor grief for that moment, it actually says I've been heard and we can move through it. And and it's one of those things, and I'll, like, I'll light a candle after I'm done here. I didn't do it beforehand. I don't know why. But there again, kind of in my phone call that I'm not necessarily doing things in a great timely manner or being motivated to do things, but I do like lighting candles to honor. So I didn't want to take a whole long time being live today, but I wanted to, to let people know that grief is something that does not go away. It doesn't go away. It gets honored. It gets moved. It gets uh, more, we get uh, kind of desensitized for lack of a better word. That's new. That's a word that came to me today. Um, desensitized to the, 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 the realization that someone is gone. You know, we get to that point where we know that they're gone. We know that, that things are happening. And we get kind of that, that new knowing and where we're at. And, and, you know, as we're going through life and managing through life, that, that life is happening around us and for us. And, 
you know, we're not always available to do those things that are happening when we're in these moments. You know, that's the night that we need to actually probably get called out for dinner or, um, or, you know, doing those things that, that happen and, you know, light a candle, show that there's some light in this world. Think of the loved one and just say, I love you. And I miss you. Uh, Do something to honor, even if it's a pet. Some of our pets are so precious to us. So if that pet is being memorable, it's that anniversary. Don't dishonor you for going through the grief of that. Now, does that mean that we get to, that we have to go through the of the grief? I'm going to say over the last 20 some odd years, yes, I did. Because those emotions were just as raw at that moment. At the same time, though, like yesterday, I just kind of went into a flunkle. Just into a flunkle. And I can say I'm still there a little bit today. But if you can tell from my show yesterday, my show today, I have a little bit more uh, shine to me, I'm going to say. Some sparkle to me. So with that, the, we're all going through something. And grief is hitting so many of us. And anniversaries of, te- uh, you know, it's like we're in the second year of our of COVID. So do you know how many anniversary, first anniversaries many are visiting lately? Ooh, this is this big synchronicity moment. Oh, wow. I just, I just redid something that I just did <laughs> in another moment. Okay. So um, even scratching my back here is the same, is doing the same thing. Wow. Um, which means when we have those moments, it means we're very in alignment with the universe. We're very in alignment. And as we go through life, I want you to know that whoever's watching this, going through the one thing that gave me peace with losing my parents and the rest of my family was I knew where they were going, which is in the loving hands of the universe. I'm going to say it again. In the loving hands of the universe. And they're happy. Just like I can feel my Uncle Mickey and Aunt Uni. Kathy, I hope you're watching. (laughs) They were my aunt and uncle who uh, helped raise me. Actually, quite a bit helped raise me. I used to go down and spend time on their farm and... My, my cousin Kathy is, is, you know, I was going into what, second grade and you were in eighth grade, I think. So a few years older than I, but yet at the same time, we're close. We can think of each other and we're close. Well, Aunt Uni and Uncle Mickey want to say I love you and that we're so grateful for you. They, that you did what you did. And Brian and Mitch is here with us happy and we're grateful who talk about short close to tears you know i was fine before now more loved ones are popping in and you know my grandma who i don't really talk to that often she's here um 
my young grandpa Ray, you know, it, so with that, that, that loved ones come around us and they're with us and they spend time with us after they leave. And I can tell you that they are here with us, helping and supporting us, moving us forward, giving us grace. And Kathy, they're okay with you selling the, the property. They want you to move on and be happy. They're tired of you being so strapped down to, um, to I have to's. I have to's. They want you to be free. Like they kind of got freer moving from away from grandma in Ballard. Um, that your navigation of where you're going and what you're doing, it's for you. And they want you happy. They want you happy. You're going to do right by them. And you're doing right by them. Don't worry about it. So with that, that know that love is always around us. Life is always around us. And we can always have the loved ones around us, which that many of us are. We just don't know it. Those smells, the radio, the song comes on. Uh, 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 something, a commercial comes on that thinks of a, of our loved ones. Um, we feel a touch of our shoulder, a tap. Like for me, like right now, this part of my back is kind of getting a little zingy because of loved ones being behind there. That as we go through life and as we we manage through life, that anniversaries do come around and they're just as impactful. Because the energy made a stamp of that time for us. Take care of yourself during these times. Take care of yourself during grief. And if someone tells you you shouldn't feel grief, they, they do not know what they're talking about. Or, and if they have had to deal with grief themselves, they did not necessarily manage it the way that you know you can. So I'm going to tell you, grief is an individual walk. Grief is an individual navigation. And one person can be laughing at one minute, feeling grief for the same person that another person is crying. Another person can have survivor guilt where somebody else is saying, you know, I'm grateful they're at peace. Nobody is going to have grief the same way. Nobody's going to feel the same way about somebody else that someone else did. And Kathy, if you can give Trudy this message that they're happy that she is doing the work that she's doing and knowing that no matter what, who she is, that she was made to be the person that she is and she's their love. You want to say, I love you, Brian. I love you, Trudy. I love you, Kathy. I want to send love to everyone because grief is not easy. And as we navigate through it, we're going to have these moments where we need to pull over and cry if we're in the car. I sometimes watch those sappy movies after my husband goes to bed and just bawl because I give myself permission to do it for a little while. And then it's kind of melancholy the other times. Trust that you're loved. Trust that your awareness of you is safe during these times. 
And if you do feel like that you're kind of melancholy about somebody, maybe they might be visiting you. So trust that. I want you to know that, yes, I might have rambled a little bit in this, yet that's kind of the way that grief is. It's a kind of a rambling and a rumbling and a doing and a not doing. That as you go through your life and as you navigate through life, that no matter who you are, what you are, you're okay with where you're at in it. You're okay with where you're at at it, with it. That and please know that no matter what, and I'm speaking to those parents who've lost their children, your children want you to live. Live your life for you. Live your life for what you're doing. Because of the fact that no matter what you are doing, you're doing what you need to do for your life. Their life path did something different. But they want you to know that you need to stay here, stay alive to be. You have not touched the people that you need to touch with your knowings. And they're sending their love to you. So as you walk and as you do, just know that, and it's not just, I said that a lot yesterday or in my video last night. It's not a just, it's about be with where you're at. And if you're sad, you're sad. And if you're not, you're not. And I send my love to you. Because no matter if it was one year, six months, three months, two years, 10 years, five years, 18 years, it doesn't matter how many years something has happened. You can miss someone today just as much as you missed them the day that they passed because I know I do and grief is I send my love to you I know I didn't finish that sentence but I send my love to you because grief is I'm gonna pull some cards here you know because I'm feeling I'm feeling that somebody needs to hear something with a card. And if anybody's watching, if you want to put a comment in, please do. Um, you know, this deck here was pretty right on yesterday. It's kind of an interesting deck. Turn it upright. Because I know yesterday it was meant to be upside down. Oh, now it's upside down. So I guess I'll turn it upright. <laughs> there we go. So what can we be, what can the universe do to help us to walk through these moments? What can we walk through in these moments? A grief of awareness, of destinations, So I'm hearing, yes, those two. There's these two cards that came out. 
Heal the ouch and cleansing, clearing house, clearing house. So I will see what those two, oh, wait a minute. There's another card that wants to come out. Yes, this one I'm hearing, this one here. Rock bottom. Ooh, that's an interesting card. Rock bottom. Hmm. I'll have to see what that says. Like I said uh, yesterday, that this is a deck I have not really done some research with. I have not spent much time with. So I am choosing to read, in my dyslexic way, <laughs> what the cards have to say so I can learn more what they're about. They almost are like, um, I wouldn't call them, uh, um, oh yeah, that word just went out of my head, so I'm not going to go there. So 38, heal the ouch. Isn't that a cute card? Heal the ouch. Hmm. Pretty cute. 38. Thirty-eight, and it was an upright card. Okay, so like I said, there's these little notes that come on at first. Forgiveness is a healer of the soul. Oh man, you know how many of us get mad at our loved ones for passing? Ooh, yeah, that's part of grief. Anger, anger is part of grief. Anger is part of grief, and it's okay to be angry. Do it safely, though. Hit a pillow instead of the wall. <laughs> Scream into a pillow instead of in someone else's face. Uh, throw a pillow at the couch, not at someone. <laughs> Do it safely. Heal Forgiveness is the healer of the soul. Upright. Beautiful card. Beautiful card. This is a time for great soothe, soothing of the heart, body, soul, and mind. That this card indicates that healing will be prevalent in your life now. If you feel drawn to study the healing arts, you'll be successful in... Developing your neutral, your natural cap, capability. Cap. Yeah, like I said, my dyslexia and I'm reading out loud. So allow me to redo that sentence. If you feel drawn to study the healing arts, you'll be successful in developing your natural cap, capacity to restore others to wellness. However, the message may be that you are being called to change your behaviors in order to heal the earth. Perhaps you'll switch to a cruelty-free diet, eating less meat, or perhaps you'll pay more attention to how much water or electricity you use. You're asked to be conscious of your footprint on the sacred earth of all life and to commit to the healing path. The Heal the Ouch card may also be an indicator of old wounds and broken bonds being mended. Reconciliations are now possible. Let bygones be bygones. 
Let bygones be bygones. You know, my observation, no judgment here. Grateful I was an only child sometimes. That life-altering experience, especially losing parents or losing someone, siblings and families get so angry with each other and they fall apart. And sometimes those words that are said or those actions that are done are unhealable to some people. Well, sometimes when years have gone by, isn't it time sometimes just to kind of in our own mind say, yeah, I didn't like it, but I'm going to forgive that moment. Don't like them but I'm going to ask for a healing on that moment because of the fact that sometimes family, even though we don't like our blood family, sometimes there is something about keeping blood family going and honoring it for the path that it's taken before us so that it can have an honor as it's left. And I know for us in the family of my dad's side, of the family that, he was one of seven siblings and there's only one left, two left, one left, two left. We don't get together anymore and we're so spread apart. And we used to get together. All the kids at Thanksgiving, dining room table sat over 20, Five twenty-seven of us. My grandma used to cook a 30 pound or if she can get it 30, 20 some odd to 30 pound turkey plus a ham. And then everybody would make something and bring it to dinner. We don't do that anymore. It's sad. That bygones be bygones. At some point in time, we have to ask for healing on this and let love be. And fox is about playfulness and and cunning and and the hunting instinct and raccoon. They're very much the cleanser. They're also about what mask are we putting on for others? Be our truer selves. Cleaning house number thirty-seven. This is an interesting card. So I'll read what it says. 37. Oh, right before 38. Cleaning house. It is time to clear the clutter to make way for better things. And it was upright. When you see the cleaning house card in the reading, it is time to declutter your life. Get rid of the unwanted things in your physical home and release what no longer want or truly need. Is there any unfinished business you should address? Thoughts, memories, and emotional baggage must be swept out of your house as well. Ooh. You know, the Wiccan religion believes in taking a broom and starting at one end of the house and sweep that out. Hmm. Some food for thought there, huh? Thoughts, memories, and emotional baggage must be swept out of your house as well. 
Your conscience must be clean, must be clear for you to move freely in this world. Celebrate this spring cleaning and feel the freedom as you make your way to much better things. Look at what your resistant discard, look at what you've recently discarded and honest and be honest about its value. Be honest, clean house. So many of us hold value to things that are broken and hurt. And let's say, you know, if something comes up and, and it has a memory of a bad memory, why do we keep hold of it? Release it. And I can tell you that my cousin Kathy, who my aunt and uncle came through for, that uh, they're going through a lot of family because they moved into their family home and had to do a lot of clearing out still because they're going to move out of state. So uh, even further away uh, that um, and they're having to to navigate through that and the freedom, the freedom. I know for me that I have a lot of things that are my family and I've had to claim them for my own, even though they came from like my father-in-law built this cabinet that's right here. And no, it's my husband's and I's. We just honor it differently because we know it was made by love. So number 10, rock bottom, rock bottom. That's an interesting card, isn't it? I said that before. Uh, as above, as below. As above, as below. Hmm. Number 10. Nope, not number nine. Number 10. Number 10, rock bottom. Surrender and accept. Acceptance are the key to freedom. Ain't that the truth? Ooh, surrender and acceptance. You know, that's what I did the year after my mom passed away, somewhere in there, is I did this. I accept, I trust, and I surrender. And I saw this before I when I woke up and I saw it when I was going to bed. Made the biggest difference in my life because it got me out of the victimhood of my life happening to me to going to it happening for me. And that switch helped me move forward. So as I read, rock bottom, rock bottom. A different, oh, as difficult as it may be to accept, it seems that you've reached the point where you can go no further in the same manner in which you've been doing things. Perhaps you've hit the person the proverbial brick wall or experienced a deep sense of loss and don't know where to turn. Like what we've been talking about. The old way of doing things must be discarded fully in order to move onward and upward. A new direction and new strategies are called for. The only way out of this is through surrender. Accept things as they are and admit that you have no idea what to do next. If you wait in the heartfelt moment of release, then a stairway will appear like magic and all manner of synchronicities will show you the way to higher ground. 
The rock bottom card is a sign that a miracle is about to occur, but only if you you let go completely. Wow. Pretty insightful, that one. Because I can tell you that the years after, close after my parents passed, that I went into that surrender and acceptance that I did not like where I was at. Yet at the same time, I said that I'm here right now, not liking where I'm at. I want life different, but I'm accepting where I'm at right now because I want to move forward. I just felt the energy shift just doing that and just in this today. And then doing this, having it sit by my bed, my nightstand, so I would see it. Navigating through that, I, I surrender all my being to you, my higher power. I trust that all is in divine timing and purpose. I accept all divine love, beauty, and guidance in all. Simple, but interactionally not easy. So with that, I've gone a little longer than I anticipated. But I just wanted to let you know that grief is going to be a life-altering experience. It can be for your benefit or it can be your um, worst nightmare, depending on how you went through that grief, i.e. a car accident and the person was gone or COVID and the person was gone or an illness like cancer or Lou Gehrig's disease that you have time to grieve. Suicide is another one. Oh, man. I love those two. That is something we can't wrap our heads around sometimes. Grief is your life-altering experience. Hitting rock bottom to move you forward. I pray that you, those that are watching that have gone through the grief or will go through the grief, that as you go through the, the, the process of it, that you have the ability to navigate with wisdom and that the unearthing that it causes you to go through will be something that when you look back can be the greatest miracle in your life. Kind of tainted because of the grief though. My love to you. And I hope that this spontaneous kind of conversation I wanted to have today on the anniversary of my mom passing that know that you're loved and your loved ones are loving you too. Blessings to you. You can reach me at Natasha Venter at angelicclarifications.com to have a session, support through this grief process or dealing with the emotions as the grief walks through you. And my love is with you. Have a good night and a blessed weekend.